Jai Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jai Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Gopijanavala bhagiri vadadari Jai Gopijanavala bhagiri vadadari Yashodanandana Vrajajanaranjana Yashodanandana Vrajajanaranjana Samunatidavanachari Jamunatiravanatari Jai Radha Madhava Kunjabihari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Gopi Janavala Bhagiri Jai Gopi Janavala Bhagiri Vadadari Yashodanandana Brajajanaranjana Oh Yashodanandana Brajajanaranjana Jamunatiravanatari Jamunatiravanatari Jai Radha Madhava Kunjabihari Jai Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Gopi Janavala Bhagiri Vadadari 
काय गोपी जानवाला बगिरे भरधारे हे आशोदानंदान ब्रज जनरांजना अयशोदानंदान ब्रज जनरांजना चामुना तीरावन चामुना तीरावन जाय राधा माधवा कुंज जाय राधा माधवा कुंज जाय राधा कल चंदी राधा कल चंदी राधे जाय राधा कल चंदी राधा कल चंदी राधे जाय राधा गोविंद राधा गोविंद राधे जाय राधा गोविंद राधा गोविंद राधे ृंदकी प्रेम से कहो श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु नित्यानंद श्री अद्वैत गदाधार श्रीवासरी गौर भक्त बृंद की श्री श्री राधा कृष्ण गोप गोपीनाथ श्याम कुंड राधा कुंड गिरी गोवर्धान की गंगमाई की यमुन माई की भक्ति देवी की तुलसी महारानी की हरि नाम संकीर्तन की बृहात्मडंग की प्रसादम डिस्ट्रीब्यूशन की समेधक्तवृंद की ऑग्लोरीज टू दी असेंबल डिवोटीज ऑग्लोरीज टू दी असेंबल डिवोटीज ऑग्लोरीज ऑग्लोरीज टू दी असेंबल डिवोटीज ऑग्लोरीज ऑग्लोरीज श्री गुरु गो ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाया ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाया ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाया 
So we're reading from Canto 1, Chapter 9, Text 40. Lalita Gatti Vilasavaguhasa Pranayanerikshana Kalpitaro Rumanaha Kritamanukritavatya Unmadanda Is that the right meter? Does it work, that meter? Okay. Okay, I'll try a different. Lalita gati vilasavaguhasha Pranayan erikshana kalpitor manaha. Kritam manukritta vatya unmadanda. Prakriti magan kila yasya gopavadva. Lalita gati vilasa valguhasa. Pranayanidikshana kalpitorumanaha. Kritamanu kritavatya unmadanda. Prakriti magan kila yasya gopavadva. Lalita gati vilasa valguhasa. Pranayan erikshana kalpitorumanaha. Kritamanukrita vatya unmadanda. Prakriti magan kila yasya gopavadva. Lalita, attractive, gati, movements, vilasa, fascinating acts, valguhasa, sweet smiling, pranaya, loving, nirikshana, looking upon, kalpita, mentality, Purumanaha, highly glorified. 
Krittamanukrittavatya. In the act of copying the movements, Unmada Andaha, gone mad in ecstasy. Prakritim, characteristics. Agan, underwent. Kila, certainly. Yasya, whose. Gopavadvaha, the cowherd damsels. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Srila Prabhupada Ki. Let my mind be fixed upon Lord Sri Krishna, whose motions and smiles of love attracted the damsels of Braj, Brajdam, the gopis. The damsels imitated the characteristic movements of the Lord after his disappearance from the Ras dance. Report. By intense ecstasy and loving service, the damsels of Brajbhumi attained qualitative oneness with the Lord by dancing with him on an equal level, embracing him in nuptial love, smiling at him in joke, and looking at him with a loving attitude. The relation of the Lord with Arjuna is undoubtedly praiseworthy for devotees like Bhishmadev, but the relation of the gopis with the Lord is still more praiseworthy because of their still more qualified loving service. By the grace of the Lord, Arjuna was fortunate enough to have the fraternal service of the Lord as chariot driver, but the Lord did not award Arjuna with equal strength. The gopis, however, practically become one with the Lord by attainment of equal footing with the Lord. Bhishmadev's aspiration to remember the gopis is a prayer to have their mercy also at the last stage of his life. The Lord is satisfied more when his pure devotees are glorified, and therefore Bhishmadev has not only glorified the acts of Arjuna, his immediate object of attraction, but has also remembered the gopis who were endowed with unrivaled opportunities by rendering loving service to the Lord. The gopis' equality with the Lord should never be misunderstood to be like the sahajya, liberation of the impersonalists. The equality is one of perfect ecstasy, where the differential conception is completely eradicated, for the interest of the lover and the beloved become identical. Om Ajnan Timidandasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun militam jena tasmai shi gurave namaha shi chaitanya mano bishtam stapitam yena bhutale swayam rupa kadamayam dadati swapadantikam vandeham shi guru shi uta parakamalam shi gurun vaishnavam scha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunatan Vitam Tam Sajivam Sadvetam Savadutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita 
Shivishakanvitamscha He Krishna Karuna Sindo Dina Bando Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vancha Kalpatarubhyascha Kripa Sindhu Bhyevacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasari Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Let my mind be fixed upon Lord Shri Krishna whose motions and smiles of love attracted the damsels of Brajbhumi, the gopis. The damsels imitated the characteristic movements of the Lord after his disappearance from the Ras dance. So in this chapter, it's titled The Passing Away of Bhishma Dev. Bhishma Dev is praying to have his mind fixed on the loving features and qualities of Krishna. And actually, Bhishma Dev was given a boon that he could pass away at will. So he had so many arrows in his body from the battle that you couldn't even put a finger in any space. He was lying on a bed of arrows and he chose <clears throat> that moment and he wanted Krishna to be before him. And Krishna came with the Pandavas and now he's making his prayers and it's Prabhupada specifically says that he wanted to remember the gopis' love for Krishna. Although specifically his relationship with Krishna was one of chivalry. It's explained that there's different eternal constitutional relationships that every soul has with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Raghav. I mean, not Raghav. Orav. What are the, what are the, do you remember the five main relationships that the soul has with Krishna? Is there the hand mic? And the English? So he has said, first of all, how old are you? Nine. So this is a nine-year-old in the community, and by the grace of Prabhupada's mercy, he knows (laughs) 
things that most of the entire universe doesn't know. The five, he just said, the five relationships in Sanskrit and English. So the five relationships are Shantya, Dasya, Sakya, Vatsalya, and Madhurya. And he said that uh, Shanta is neutrality. That's where you see the opulence of the Lord, the omnipotence and the omniscience. You know, you see, you're in awe and reverence of the Almighty Supreme. And you have, your, your service spirit hasn't been inspired. You're more in the, in the on revens, you, you know, like many people, when they're coming to, coming back to their relationship with the Lord, they, they, sometimes they, they call it in modern times the universe, right? It's like a common thing out there that people say, well, you know, the universe, they, they accept some higher power, but they don't want to call it God because of rebellious, the soul is rebellious. That's why we're all in this material circumstance. So they, they call it the universe. They don't want to put a personality behind the relationship. Because then, you, as we all know, when you enter into a relationship, then there's things that are expected of us. But if you just call it, a, you know, a universe, what do you, you're, there's no, um, need to, uh, show up, you know, that term. There's no need to be responsible or to reciprocate with the universe. It's just an energy. So you can choose whether you're going to, you know, how you're going to act. It's not a relationship, so to speak. But anyway, so this shanta, that is the first stage of, of developing or redeveloping one's dormant relationship, eternal, loving relationship with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And then when that um, awareness becomes more inspired, then you get to the service, the shanta, where you become a servant. Then you, you see, oh, maybe I should reciprocate with all these um, gifts that, that I've been given. So the service spirit. And when that service spirit in, intensifies or becomes deeper, then one could even become a friend. Explain that one can play with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. That Krishna, it's explained that Krishna, when Krishna's at home, he's playing, right? When the, when the father or the mother is at home, they're not working, their relationship with their children is more intimate than their relationship with their co-workers, let's say. And it's explained that Krishna in the work and the office is Vishnu. <laughs> that although we shouldn't take it lightly that he's he's this you know he's non different from Krishna, but when he's in the work when he's in the work role, he's Lord Vishnu in connection, or at least in one of his ex- expansions in connection with the material energy. So this relationship of intimacy gets deeper and deeper. We were talking about friendship. And then there's parental, that when the service spirit in, becomes more intimate and intensified, then one wants to be in the role of a parent, or be the parent. And that 
If we see even in the, they say that the material world is the, the reflection, perverted reflection of the spiritual world. So the parents, what are they doing? They're, they're completely serving. It's like in Christianity, there's the image of Jesus as a baby also. And um, in Gaudiya Vaishnavism or in this tradition where the the opportunity to be to serve the supreme personality of Godhead as a parent is is there. And then higher than that is one can become a girlfriend, so to speak, of of the supreme personality of Godhead. These are very elevated spiritual truths that are way beyond me, but by the grace of Srila Prabhupada that we are we're given realized knowledge. It's explained that something very intricate and very advanced, those that are, are realized in it, those that have practical experience of it can explain it very easily. It's like somebody who's very advanced in mathematics and they have the theory and the practical application. They could explain a very complex um, scientific mathematical equation in simple language because they've understood it completely. So similarly, this spiritual knowledge is passed down by realized souls, those that have practical experience of the absolute truth can explain all the different very elevated details very simply, whereas you know, somebody who's nine years old or younger can understand these truths. And it's, it's, it's explained that the Radhamadava that we just sang, Prabhupada said everything is there. <laughs> so this, this song has all the spiritual um, relationships, the spiritual truths, the most highly elevated philosophical, if you want to say, philosophical understandings of the supreme reality in a song. And this is one of the uh, supreme gifts of Krishna consciousness is that all these so-called elevated spiritual understandings can be understood by singing which is very natural and joyous. And this is the main um, gift of Krishna conscious uh, society. It's explained that even all these truths, you know, all the Vedas, they were, how were they transmitted? <laughs> Chaitanya Chandra Prabhu started to play the flute. See, he was doing like the gopis too. He was, let me read it. It says he would... The damsels imitated the characteristic movements of the Lord. So, Chaitanya Chandra Prabhu just imitated in a spiritual way, like the gopis, Krishna playing the flute. So Krishna played the flute. This also, who who in this room could say, you know, they know what the absolute truth, what, what the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the cause of all causes, is doing? Unless you are a realized soul, you have to be honest and say, I have no clue. But the pure devotees that have direct experience and realization can impart this knowledge to us and they say that the Supreme 
personality of God is a musician and plays the flute. And this flute playing is actually the Veda. When he wanted to give knowledge to the first person in the universe, Lord Burma, he played his flute and transmitted all the truths of reality, of all the spiritual and material worlds. Tene Brahma Hridaya Adi Kavaye, right? So that just by Krishna playing the flute, he transmitted pure, unlimited knowledge to the heart of Lord Brahman. Then he was inspired and knew how to do his service, which was to be the secondary engineer, creator, to start manifesting life in the different planets and whatnot. So the point I was making before was that this singing or this sound vibration is the way to wake up our dormant original consciousness, that experience or that feeling that we are all hankering for at every moment can be revived and reawakened specifically by chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Sometimes it's explained that the Maha Mantra is also an incarnation of Krishna's flute. Or sometimes it's also explained that it's the incarnation of the Murdanga. But one thing is, Golokera Prema Hari Nama Sankirtan. That this Golokera Prem, that this love of the topmost region of the spiritual world has come down. How's it go? Golokera Prema Dan Hari Nama Sankirtan. That it's a, it's a gift coming from the topmost spiritual world. This Hari Nam, the holy name of the Lord. And that's what we're doing here, just by reading, just if, if one person like this nine-year-old boy, he knew the relationships, by reading one book, the pure picture of the goal of life. Now, why, why one book? Prabhupada said one word, one sentence, one word, they, the soul can be um, liberated or you know reinstated in their loving relationship. And this is... The goal is pure love. Even, you know, if you're a total materialist, right? You don't believe in the after, you know, afterlife, reincarnation, God, the soul. If you were to explain to somebody, okay, well, what is your individual goal of life? What is your, they would, unless they're, you know, in denial of their own pursuit, which is a lot of people, they would say happiness, right? Or, or love. People come to this reality. And right here, <clears throat> in this verse, it's explaining that the pure love of the soul, the soul wants to be in an intimate, ever-increasing, loving relationship. <clears throat> Everybody wants to experience increasing pleasure. And it's because it's the soul's inherent nature to eternally engage in loving reciprocation with the supreme lover, Rasaraj. Have you heard of that word before? Please. So it means the king, the, the Lord, the supreme, 
the cause of all causes is the source or the of all loving reciprocations. And there's another word, anandam buddhivardhanam, that this relationship is an ever-increasing ocean of bliss. One time my, my spiritual master, he said that, how does something that's unlimited increase eternally? It's already unlimited, and then it's increasing, and also eternally. So that's that's the spiritual world. And that is the relationship of every soul. Every soul has the desire to increase loving reciprocations. And specifically, it's pointed out here that that relationship should be focused firstly and mostly on our, the soul's relationship with the Supreme Soul. And Bhishma Dev is giving that example at the, specifically at the time of death. He's showing what is the object of meditation. Where should we intensely focus our emotions and our, our consciousness? And that's on the activities and the qualities and the, of the Supreme. So, in this section, or in this purport, Prabhupada says how the, he prayed to the gopis who are the topmost worshippers or lovers of the Lord. And he wanted to specifically remember them at the time of death. And Prabhupada says in the purport that, it, that Krishna is more pleased when his pure devotees are glorified, right? Than, than if we were to glorify him personally. Because, What's that verse? Sada, sadava kridayo mayam. You know the whole one? I don't know. Translation is that Krishna says that I am in the heart of all my devotees and all my devotees are in my heart. Or in other words, they are my heart. So it's like, you know, when some people say they get to the heart of the matter, right? What is the heart of the matter of Krishna? Is that all the devotees, the lovers of the Lord, the, his servants, are his heart. So how we treat and how we look upon his devotees is how we're relating to Krishna. So here, Bhishma Dev, understanding, he's also a pure devotee. He wanted to see Krishna at the time of his leaving. Krishna was personally present before him. And he got to see Krishna's lotus face, and then he was glorifying the heart of Krishna, the devotees, the gopis. And in the verse it says that the gopis in this were in this mood of remembering Krishna were imitating the characteristics, the activities of Krishna. And I thought I'd look up that exact um place in Krishna book and just read that for a moment. So we know if you if you've read some of Prabhupada's books, after some time you can start to see in Prabhupada's purports where what you know verse he may be referring to. Because Prabhupada said that his purports are his devotional ecstasies. And that a, a pure devotee, they they quote when they speak, it's 
Krishna's words. It's a verse, you know, it's a from the Bhagavad Gita or from the Srimad Bhagavatam or Chaitanya Charitamrita. So in this purport, Prabhupada says that uh, the gopis were imitating the activities of the Lord. And here in Krishna book, which is a summary of the 10th canto, he explains it. So I'll just read uh, like a page and a half. Some of the gopis then addressed their gopi friends. Dear friends, why don't you question these creepers who are so jubilantly embracing the big trees as if the trees were their husbands? It appears that the flowers of the creepers must have been touched by the nails of Krishna. Otherwise, how could they feel so jubilant? After searching for Krishna here and there, the gopis became fatigued, and then they began to talk like mad women. They could satisfy themselves only by imitating the different pastimes of Krishna. One of them imitated the demon Putana, and one of them imitated Krishna and sucked her breast. One gopi imitated a hand-driven cart, and another gopi lay down beneath the cart and threw up her legs, touching the wheels of the cart, as Krishna did to kill the demon, Shakatasura. One gopi imitated child Krishna and lay down on the ground. One gopi became the demon Trinavarta and carried the small child Krishna by force into the sky. And one of the gopis began to imitate Krishna while he was attempting to walk, ringing his ankle bells. Two gopis imitated Krishna and Balaram, and many others imitated their cowherd boyfriends. One gopi assumed the form of Bakasura, and another forced her, uh, forced her to fall down as the demon Bakasura did when he was killed. Similarly, another gopi defeated Vatsasura, Just as Krishna used to call his cows by their different names, so the gopis imitated him, calling the cows by their respective names. One of the gopis began to play on a flute, and another praised her the way Krishna's boyfriends praised him while he played on his flute. One of the gopis took another gopi on their shoulders, just as Krishna used to take his boyfriends absorbed in thoughts of Krishna. The gopi who was carrying her friend began to boast that she herself was Krishna. All of you must see my movements. One of the gopis raised her hand with her covering garments and said, Now don't be afraid of torrents of rain and severe hurricanes. I'll save you. In this way, she imitated the lifting of Govardhan Hill. One gopi forcibly put her feet on the head of another gopi and said, You rascal Kaliya, I shall punish you severely. You must leave this place. I have descended to this earth to punish all kinds of miscreants. Another gopi told her friends, Just see, the flames of the forest fire are coming to devour us. Please close your eyes and I shall immediately save you from this imminent danger. In this way, all the gopis were madly feeling the absence of Krishna. They inquired about him from the trees and plants. In some places they found the imprints of the marks on the soles of his feet 
namely the flag, the lotus flower, the trident, the thunderbolt, etc. After seeing these footprints, they exclaimed, Oh, here is the impression of the marks on the soles of Krishna's feet. All the marks, such as the flag, the lotus flower, the trident, and the thunderbolt, are distinctly visible here. So, <laughs> it's pure nectar. We could read more, but we'll, we'll talk about Srila uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur a bit, where today is his appearance day. And without the Acharya's mercy, we would have no clue of all these glimpses of the spiritual reality. It's explained that these paintings are like windows to the spiritual world, right? And then it's explained that the absolute nature of Krishna Kata, of hearing about Krishna's pastimes, which is what Prabhupada translated, is non-different from being with Krishna to the quality of our desire to want to be with Krishna, to that desire will be personally present. As explained that when you chant, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, that Radha and Krishna are dancing on your tongue. So that's, you know, pretty directly <laughs> connected. But it's, you know, a matter of consciously, intensely wanting to realize the connection. And the mystery of Krishna consciousness is that even when that's there, there's still a feeling of separation. But now, point is that the Acharyas, without Śrīla Prabhupāda's movement and his books, and Śrīla Prabhupāda telling us about Bhaktivinoda Thakur, somebody like myself, how could I even have a, a connection or an understanding of who these personalities are? I wouldn't. So we are eternally indebted to Śrīla Prabhupāda for giving us Krishna, to giving us uh, insight into his pure devotees. And today is the holy appearance day of Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur. Aurav, do you know the pranam mantras of Bhaktivinoda Thakur by chance? Anyone know? Yeah, namo bhakti vinodaya satchidananda namine goda shakti swarupaya rupanuga varayate. So he is the, we're offering our obeisances to bhakti vinod Thakur, who is the very form of eternity, knowledge, and bliss. Namo bhakti vinodaya satchidananda namine goda shakti. He is the empowered he is empowered by Goranga. Gora Shakti Swarupaya. He is the very form of empowerment of, of Goranga Mahaprabhu. Gora Shakti Swarupaya Rupanuga Pradayate. Is that the last word? Variety. So the Rupanuga, he is, he is the servant, a follower of Rupa Goswami. And variety must mean are you seeing there? You seeing something or? Okay. Okay, it's in the songbook. 
This is a beautiful book. If anybody uh, would like to borrow my copy or they can get it, this is Songs of Bhaktivinoda Thakur, Sharanagati, and Gitavali. The whole thing is songs that he's written. It's basically the essence of of Krishna consciousness in songs. There's one Prashad prayers. He has prayers for taking the Lord's sweets, prayers for honoring the Lord's shak prashadam, spinach prashadam, you know, there's specific prayers just for each kitri prashadam prayer. And so many, you know, amazing. I'll read one of his uh, prayers here and then we'll talk a little bit about his personality. So this song is called The Song of the Broker. Dalaler Gita. Dalaler. Is that pronounced right? Dalaler Gita. The Song of the Broker. I am singing the news of the greatest happy tidings at the place known as Surabi Kunj in Srinavadweep. A marketplace of the holy name has now been opened and Lord Nityananda himself is the proprietor in chief. Such wonderful things are going on in that blissful marketplace. Sri Nityananda Prabhu is selling the pure, unadulterated holy name wholesale merely for the price of one's faith. Seeing the assembly of devotees eagerly waiting to purchase the name, Lord Nityananda examines them all one by one to test the degree of their receptivity. And then he sells them the name individually by bargaining for his price accordingly. Oh brother, my dear friend, if you really want to purchase this holy name, then come. Just come. Come with me, for I am now going to meet with that very same Nityananda Mahajan. Thus you will finally be able to purchase the pure holy name. I will also take my due commission, and in this way all three of us will fulfill our desires. Sri Nityananda Prabhu is so incredibly merciful, taking only one's faith in the holy name. He bestows the topmost divine bliss in exchange. The very second that Nitai sees a tear welling in someone's eye upon chanting the name of Goda, he instantly gives his purport, his support to that person. Indeed, he bestows all divine opulences upon him. He gives that person genuine realization of the pure teachings of Sri Krishna as found in the Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam, while giving all his inconceivable mercy he never cares in the least for one's position in relation to caste, material wealth, mundane knowledge, or physical ability. Now, dear brothers, just reject the illusory network of Maya's entangling snares. If you are a householder, then just remain at your home. If you are renounced, then just live peacefully in the forest. Either way, you will experience no more misery. Now there is no more fear of the terrible age of quarrel. For the most merciful Lord Nityananda gives the holy name to anyone and everyone, even the lowest among men. Bhaktivinoda loudly calls out and advises all, except for the lotus feet of Lord Nityananda, there is no other shelter. Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur Ki. So Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur 
was the father of Srila Prabhupada, our Srila Prabhupada's spiritual master. And he had ten children. And one of his children became Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, the spiritual master of Srila Prabhupada, Bhakti Thakur, seeing the state of the materialistic minds of the people, prayed for a, a ray of Vishnu. He prayed specifically for a soul to come help him revive Krishna consciousness and spread the teachings of Lord Chaitanya throughout the world. He um, was very, might have been just a pastime, but he was very um, interested in other faiths, right? From a young age, he would was interested in reading and he read. He was very learned and read books from all different traditions and faith faith cultures. And he was very knowledgeable of Christianity and and then at a certain stage he got the copy of Chaitanya Charitamrita which which was very hard to get, right? It took him many years. <laughs> Just imagine by by Prabhupada's mercy nowadays within a moment you don't even have to wait. You can just go online with all this, you know, high tech thing. You can go online and read the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Srimad Bhagavatam, any, you know, even the books of the six Goswamis, but also even within a, a day or so you could order the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Srimad Bhagavatam, and have, have it, you know, in a personal copy, hand, a hard book in your hands. So it took him many years to get a, a copy of the Chaitanya Charitamrita, and when he read it, he was very reconvinced. I can't, can't say it's explained, you know, that he was um, reconvinced of of Krishna consciousness, of Krishna consciousness, and then he went on to read so much of the um, Goswami's literatures and wrote extensively hundreds and hundreds of books and actually he was the first person to start to spread the message of Lord Chaitanya in the West he wrote a book um, and sent it to Canada on the same the same year that Srila Prabhupada was born Actually, here in Prabhupada's books, The Teachings of Lord Chaitanya, he's dedicated it to Bhaktivinoda Thakur. It says, dedicated to the sacred service of Srila Satchidananda Bhaktivinoda Thakur, who initiated the teachings of Lord Chaitanya in the Western world. And he put McGill University, Canada, 1896, the year of my birth, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami. So Prabhupada considered that you know, very spiritually significant that the day he was born, that <laughs> Bhaktivinoda Thakur sent the teachings, or what was the name of his? Yeah, the life and, yeah, exactly, the life and precepts of Lord Chaitanya. And Prabhupada puts the whole book in the prologue of of the teachings of Lord Chaitanya. And so, there's going to be further talks about Bhaktivinoda Thakur uh, by Nityananda Prabhu at 10 o'clock. So I just wanted to say a few brief things. 
And today is a half-day fast if you're wanting and able. And we can pray to these personalities. It's explained that they're always merciful, but especially on these appearance days and disappearance days, it's like the window <laughs> of mercy is open a little more. So we pray to Bhaktivinoda Thakur that we can be instrumental in his service to Radha Kalachanji, Lord Chaitanya, and the Parampara, and um, please him with our efforts. Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur Ki. Any comments or questions, reflections? You have the mic there? Hold it to the mouth so it works. Yeah. So she's saying that at the end of the purport, the activities of the gopis imitating the characteristics of Krishna should not be confused with the Mayavadi imitation of Krishna. So, it's just like... um, one of the biggest misconceptions in spiritual life is to think that you've become one with with God. I guess it's a, it's a super it's the last snare of Maya. It's explained by the acharyas that somebody may be a spiritualist, a transcendentalist. They may realize I'm not this material body. I'm a soul, and then their endeavors to understand their their true nature may get caught up in thinking that they're the <laughs> supreme soul and then they even people what sahaja means taken very cheaply or very easy then they imitate krishna's pastimes and this is a rasabas or a a, a, <laughs> a misunderstanding it's explained that just like the intention, a knife, right? A knife could be used to cut somebody for surgery, and a knife could also be used to cut somebody for killing them. So it's the same act, but a total opposite thing. One is to heal the person, one is to kill the person. So it's the same activity. The gopis are imitating Krishna. But it's their, it's the highest ecstasy. They have the proper understanding that they're eternal servants of Krishna, parts and parcels. Well, I don't know. Gopis may not be technically. <laughs> that might be that not the technical term, not that they're jivas necessarily, they're expansions of Radharani. But that's a technical, you know, esoteric thing. But they have the proper mentality in imitating Krishna's Pastimes, whereas the Sahajas, they want to be Krishna. They want to deny Krishna is the source of all pleasure. Krishna is the source 
of themselves. They want to take his place and by imitating those pastimes, they want to enjoy separately from Krishna. So if you read Prabhupada's books or the Acharya's books, this is the main, is a very uh, prominent focus of theology, of not misunderstanding this oneness. Prabhupada says it's oneness in quality. Where qualitatively, the gopis are qualitatively one with the Lord because of their interests and are harmonized with this, with Krishna's interest. Whereas those that want to deny Krishna and take the place of Krishna, they may be doing the same things, even chanting Hare Krishna, even following the four regulative principles, even more staunchly than Vaishnavas. But because of their desire to want to be Krishna, it's not pleasing and it's not ultimately in their best interest. So that's all I can say on that. Chaitanya Chandra Prabhu, you... Yeah, he's saying that it's not a real realization, it's a concoction, because real oneness is oneness in interest. It's like Tamal Krishnamar said that Giriraj Swami and myself were like one soul and two bodies. Right? Devotees say that. Why? Because their interest to please Prabhupada was so united, that he could say like that. And similarly, more intimate than the so-called desire of the Mayavadis to be one with God is to be one in love, in interest. And that's what is being explained here. Harmony, whereas it's a Radha and Krishna are one <laughs> eternally, but they have separated as two. Lord Chaitanya is Radha and Krishna combined. And it's not that he became, at some point, Lord Chaitanya. Lord Chaitanya is the, it's not an incarnation. He's the source of all incarnations. So he's one, and Radha and Krishna are one, but they've separated eternally to exchange love. So this is oneness. And, in that sense, the gopis and every devotee in their supreme loving offering become one in interest, in harmony, and in love. Just like they, they say, even in the material, the perverted reflection, they say love, when, you, when you're in love, you know the, the mind of the beloved. You know, they don't have to speak what they want. You know, oh, that this, my beloved likes this, like that, like this. You don't know when they want it, how they want it. You know, you become one in interest. So this is, a higher form of pleasure that uh, the acharyas are revealing and the true nature of every soul. They're revealing the true nature. That love means there has to be two. Right? There's bhakti, bhakta, bhagavan. Not only two, there's three three things. <laughs> but then they all are one in the sense of harmonizing, unity. So the confusion of those that aren't realized, they think, okay, 
duality is maya. You know, there's so then that means also the duality of the soul and the super soul, that's also maya. They don't have the transcendental understanding. Prabhupada once said that so because they see, okay, everything in the material energy is temporary and material and illusory. And so there's duality in material laws. So then they try to apply that to the spiritual reality. And Prabhupada says that's just the opposite of the material reality. So it's also, it's not absolute, it's related. So therefore it's not the supreme absolute truth. Absolute means it exists separately from the relative, the related truths. So the spiritual, they think materialists, when they try to get spiritual, they think, okay, so duality, the opposite must, um, you know, I can't, can't figure out what I'm trying to say. <laughs> you might have a little glimpse. Would you like to say something more about that? <laughs> That's a whole other idea. I didn't touch on that, but that, but that was in the purport. Chaitanya Chandra? Yeah, yeah, that was beautiful in the purport, yeah. Prabhupada says how, yeah, Arjuna didn't have equal strength, but the gopis were given. And then the, he put a beautiful, <laughs> the way he phrased, what's that? Praiseworthy. And I like the way at the last sentence he said, the equality is one of perfect ecstasy where the differential conception is completely eradicated. Oh, wait. For the interests of the lover and the beloved become identical. No, this... uh, Oh, this one. Yeah, he says, The Lord is satisfied more when his pure devotees are glorified, and therefore Bhishma Dev has not only glorified the acts of Arjuna, his immediate object of attraction, but has also remembered the gopis who were endowed with unrivaled opportunities. I like how Prabhupada said they were endowed with unrivaled opportunities. As they, they were given the opportunity, like, please give me the privilege of devotional service, we pray to Tulsi Devi. So they were giving opportunities to engage uh, with Krishna in rendering loving service that uh, others were not. So I guess, yeah, in order for them to be able to dance with Krishna, they had to be given... Uh, more power. I mean, in one sense, you can. Call, it's interesting because it's like they're they're relating a, a loving, dancing relationship with with a chivalrous <laughs> relationship. So then he said they're not given the same power. Arjuna wasn't given the same power. So what's more powerful is very poetic is to be able to dance <laughs> with Krishna and not fight. So it's like you know the real. Sometimes they say that the real strength, uh, the uh, people like to worship strength, the omnipotency of the Lord. But what is the most um, glorified quality of Krishna? Is his sweetness, <laughs> his mercy, his his loving desire to reciprocate with all souls is more glorified than his potency, his omnipotency. So that's what's being explained here, that the gopis are more powerful, but not in the sense of like, you know, 
chivalrous. I mean, that's there too. They, they, they control Krishna. That's the idea of Mayavadis want to become one. Prabhupada is another point. Mayavadis want to become one with Krishna. The, the opportunity of a, of a Vaishnava has become more than Krishna to control Krishna by the love. Anything else, Prabhu's? Yeah, so I, uh, Sakshi Gopal Prabhu saying that, that we were talking about the five relationships one has with Krishna and are, is it like a progressive thing or does one have an eternal relationship with Krishna that's already fixed up? So as far as I, under, I understand from reading Prabhupada's books and hearing from his devotees that we all have an individual attraction towards Krishna and that's perfect. And that relationship that we're in, just like Bhishma Dev, this is an example, Bhishma Dev has his relationship with Krishna as in a chivalrous ras. And he loves seeing, he said it was even more intimate than Arjuna's because Arjuna didn't see Krishna's face. Arjuna was behind the chariot and he didn't get to see so in that sense, it said that you know his relationship of chivalry was more opportune or you know more blessed. But that, as we can see, that still he's glorifying the gopis or Uddhava. I don't know Uddhava's friendship, friendship, and then he's brought to Vrindavan. And he's glorifying the gopis and wants to be born as a blade of grass. But he already has his relationship with Krishna, but he can see also. It's also explained as just like the different elements, earth, water, fire, air, and ether. That in earth, all the different other elements are present to some degree. And so that's why it's in this sense that the loving conjugal relationship with Krishna has all the other relationships to some degree in it also. Friendship, parental, servitude. But that each yeah, relationship, that each soul has an eternal... My understanding from reading Prabhupada's books is that it's just the process of Krishna consciousness is to revive our dormant Krishna consciousness and our original relationship. And then when we make advancement, we'll start to be attracted to a certain way of pleasing Krishna, of serving. And we can still appreciate, and we still will appreciate others' relationships. Even the gopis, they, it's explained in one, one sense that it's the top. They're saying that Govardhan Hill is the Haridas Varya, the supreme Servant of the Lord, a hill, right? It's, a, it's the best servant. So they're glorifying others. That's the nature of the <coughs> Krishna consciousness is that we are all seeing others as pleasing Krishna more, no matter what, our, what the relationship is specifically. So both. Yeah.
And then also it gets like if you want to get esoteric, like Arjuna has a gopi form. I mean, when you get to these, you know, Arjuna gopi, and whether that whether they're eternally both going on, I, you know, that's that's above my pay grade. And then, <laughs> you know, yeah. Narada Muni wanted to be a gopi, bathed in the Krishna Sarovar, right? Shiva, Gopeshwar, Mahadev. So you can have, you can appreciate, and then according to the degree of your appreciation, you could, you know, serve in different rasas even. Even though you may have one favorite. <laughs> way of relating with Krishna. Srila Bhakti Vinod Thakur Ki Srila Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Gopremanandi Jai Prabhupada